and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showens. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Dr. Hugh. Let's catch a buzz. Sounds like a good idea to me. So what do we have here today, Paul? Now, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, This is Henry's Hard Soda. Hard Orange Soda. All right. Yeah, this is not our usual uh, craft level of greatness. No, this was, I was halfway here, and I was like, well, shit, we need something to review. So I stopped at Speed Pass, and <laughs> this was there, you know, because when, when you're at a gas station, there isn't a lot of craft beer. Yeah, th- this is true. There was this or, you know, Keystone, so. Yeah. No, no, I, I, you know what? I've wanted to try this only because uh, I've seen Henry's has done um, a couple of the flavors. Grape, I think they have a cream now. And I've tried a few of them. I tried the grape. Uh, you know, it was really grapey. Uh, it almost didn't taste like an alcoholic beverage, and that kind of took it. Because, you know, like take a wine cooler for something, or for instance. It's fruity, but there's that bit of a bite, and you know that it's an alcoholic drink. Right. Uh, I felt that the Henry's grape really just tasted Not like so soda. Much. It tasted really good, but I was like, I, you know, I should know that I'm having a, a drink rather than a drink. Right. You know, th- there should be something there. The only one of these hard sodas I've ever tried was Not Your Father's Root Beer. Which is really good. It was good, but I tried it at the state fair. And so I got my glass of it that they took right out of the bottle. You know, they popped the bottle for me. And it tasted like root beer right up until the last sip where apparently all the alcohol settled. Mm. So it was a straight up like root beer flavored beer at the end. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing about not your father's root beer is first taste, especially the first time you've had it, you're like, oh my god, this is so good. It tastes just like root beer. If you try to work your way through a six-pack, and, and by mean work your way, I mean by about th- number three, it starts to taste like root beer flavored something else. Uh, that taste really catches up with you. Really? Yeah, and it, with all the people raving about it, I think it's it's people raving about it who haven't actually sat there and had more than a couple and then talked about it. Right. I, I'm not saying it's bad, but I probably won't buy it on purpose again, only because now every time I have one, because I've had them since then, now it tastes like it did after a few. Every right. Every time I drink it. Yeah. The, the shine wears off real quick. Yeah. It's like my yeah. tongue has become a- acclimated to their trickery. Those fuckers. <laughs> and that's why we're not reviewing their hard soda. That's why we're reviewing Henry's. Unless they pay us. There's that. All right. Let's try this. I'll review anything if someone pays me. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. Well, so you, know, you know, I'm sure I could uh, reach out to Adam and Eve and see what they have for you. 
that's been done. Not by us, but tell them, Steve, Dave, that was actually their first sponsor. So we should do that. Oh. Since we're kind of inspired. Well, at least I say we're inspired by them. Well, inspired by them. We've had, you know, we've talked to them. You we know? haven't talked to Well, well yeah, we you gave them directions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we couldn't get them on Bad mic. directions, but we, still. Yeah, you tried to get them in Syracuse. I survived giving Brian Johnson bad directions, okay? I mean, that that's <laughs> like, you know, I heard the, the little Xbox ding and the achievement thing popped up in front of my eyes, all right? <laughs> I lived through that. You know, you think he's a nice little teddy bear until you meet him in person and realize he's, he's like 10 giant, feet tall. A giant, scary Viking biker <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. All right. So as he's taking his drink, I'm going to take a look at this label and read off some of this to you. Um, it says, it's Henry's Hard Soda, orange flavored, malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, I'm a little I'm a little. Like they said, today. hey, what color do you think this is? Well, I think that might be orange. It's certified. <laughs> And uh, the blurb on it here. Do you want to read the blurb so I'll step now? I'll read the blurb. Where's the blurb? Uh, all right. Oh, Jesus. Wish the lighting in here was better. When Portland unveiled a new public fountain in 1887, brewer Henry Weinhard offered <laughs> to pump beer through it for everyone to enjoy. Today, Henry's playful spirit lives on in this refreshing hard soda. Cheers. I hope I read that all right, because really, that... that the font on this text is difficult, and the light in here is not good, and the gold background makes it difficult to read. Yes, because it's it's gold on orange. Yeah, and it's in cursive, ish, yeah. <laughs> which means none of like the younger generation is ever going to be able to read. If this I camp. handed this to Lana, she'd be like, "I don't speak Spanish." <laughs> um, yeah, so it's orange soda. That, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, off of yeah, the first it tastes step. like orange soda. Um, speaking of Lana, remind me to talk to you about her at the uh, after we're done recording. Off mic. Oh, you off got mic. it. I would love to talk about it on mic, but I'm that's not. That's probably a big sure old negative. Yeah. yeah, I would not go with that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's soda, and as we continue on, because instead of sharing one, I actually brought us each our own can, which is beer. nice. Yes. Um. So let let's discuss the the changes that are happening here today with GeekPod. Okay. Um, we just decided to try something new, and uh, we're actually recording not at the studio, not at Paul's house, but my house that's from right. my dining room table. So Hugh, for once, actually gets to just sit back and relax and do his thing and not have to travel, which is nice. And and it really was because uh, my wife had to go out of town to uh, a friend of ours. Uh, one of their daughters is having a birthday party today, and while I would have liked to have gone, two things got in the way. Number one. We had to record today, and we missed our last recording, so I'm not going to miss that because GeekPod's important. Uh, the other one being that uh, because my, you know, as I think I've talked to everybody, my wife and I both work from home, and the party doesn't start until later, but she would not have been able to get done with her shift at 5 and get up there because the party starts at 5. So I'm like, why don't you leave at 9? I'll cover you for a couple hours. Not cover as in pretend to be her, like she gave her shift away to me. It was right. official. And I worked for her for two and a half hours while she drove to, to Honeyway. Uh, and got set up there to continue working until the party starts. So because of that, I have no vehicle. Right. I cannot get to recording. Yeah. And uh, we, we tried different avenues. Yeah, different uh, Didn't permutations. Work out. But, hey, whatever. Nice to do something new once in a while. Mm -hmm. Hopefully nobody can hear my dogs barking upstairs. And if they can, too fucking bad. It's our show. You know, I, I want to say that, but I really don't like those dogs, so I feel bad for them. You know, there's public record of you now saying you don't like those I don't dogs. Care. Okay, just saying, because we both know I don't edit. <laughs> I, I actually, we were talking. We had dinner with our neighbors last night, and uh, uh, 
uh, Harry and Jen, uh, they invited us over for dinner and we all hung out and stuff and um, had a great night and we were talking about our dogs and I actually offered the dogs to them, but apparently he's allergic and I, I told him that they are so stupid they make my toenails hurt because that's such a, a statement that doesn't make sense. That's how dumb they are. I got you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that so. is a stupid dog. It immediately makes me think South Park with the <laughs> stupid gay dog. Yeah, you know, okay, the, the one the one that was barking because you notice the the big brown stupid one doesn't really say anything, but the the little tiny white one does. Okay, um, she's so dumb. If I put on a hat or anything on my head or pull my hair back, she thinks I'm a different person and freaks out. I can actually pull my hair back in front of her, like on the floor. Hi, Tegan. How you doing? She's all happy. I pull my hair back and put a hair tie in. She starts barking at me like I'm trying to rob the place. That's fucking awesome. Ugh. So nothing can change. If I speak in a different voice, like if I went from this to this, thinks there's a stranger in the house freaks out. That's why she's actually barking upstairs, because she's hearing your voice. I get that a lot. I get a lot of, like, outbursts when people hear my voice. Yeah, people get scared. Their dogs run away or try to bite Scared. Ecstatic. Children cry. Well, that happens just as soon as they see me. (laughs) That's, and then that's not a joke. Like, up until I had my own children, like, I made kids cry just by entering a room. Like, that was a thing that happened. There was an aura about me. I could see that. Me too. Speaking speaking of being able to see that about you, this brings us to the Christmas gift I bought you that I haven't had the chance to give you. Is that's what that's what's yet sitting here that yeah. you've been protecting? Yeah, this because I was afraid you'd look in there when I went in the bathroom or something. So this was uh, this is an ode to your attitude over the past few months. Okay, I I don't understand. I mean, what do you mean attitude? Well, you've been a little abrasive. You've been kind of dickish, I believe. You know, we, we've actually been calling you, you know, a big bag of dicks occasionally. That's funny you say that because one of the tweets from our good friend Nick Mormon, um, YouTube Nick. Yeah, YouTube Nick. <laughs> webcam Nick. Um, he, he, yes, Webcam Nick. We're, we're just kidding. And, um, he may have a larger presence with us lately, soon, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, now I ha- We have not talked about that, uh, but I intended to. I just, you know... With us not getting to record last time, I really kind of wanted to focus on this recording, and then I was going to reach out to him and see what we can set up. Sounds good. But anyway, back to me getting stuff. Here, open your Christmas gift. Okay. All right, Paul, come on. You, you, got, you, you got to say what it is. <laughs> this is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen. Um, you got me. Do you want me to call it what it is, or do you want me to reference it the way we reference Both. things? Okay. Um, for Geek Pod Speak, you got me a big bag of dicks. I did. <laughs> and we are going to take a picture of this, and we are going to tweet this today. Okay. Um, <laughs> it is <clears throat> 100 pieces of super fun penis candy. <laughs> that is awesome. Which you know I cannot eat, right? Because I will die. It, it doesn't matter. Um, Dude, I actually didn't expect you to eat the dick, okay? <laughs> Not just one, but a lot of them. A hundred of them. That's a, a hundred dicks. I, I, I would be I'm fairly willing to guess that there's more than a hundred dicks in here. Maybe. But I, you know, even if you did eat them, I'm fairly sure that record was broken years ago, so it wouldn't really mean anything. 
That's fantastic. You know, you want to know I what? Fucking the, love this the, right now. You want to know uh, what I originally intended to get you? What's that? I actually went on um, Craigslist looking for used dildos. Oh come on! I I wanted to get you an actual bag of dicks, but uh, I'm glad you didn't. I, I appreciate that you thought better of that. Well, you know, you don't always want to go with your first idea. It might have actually been funnier, but I realized I would have had to have touched them to move them from the packaging Boy, to a bag. Yeah. Yeah. Just that's a whole lot of ew. Yeah. So, we're going to move on to the next portion so I can actually tweet this and there is no okay. awkward silence. Dr. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, something has me geeked that is not actually geeky. Now, uh we've talked in the past on the program about, you know, my wife and I trying to be healthy. And, uh, of course, the winter hurt us fairly badly. We did not lose all of our progress. But now that there's sun again in Syracuse, New York, uh, we're back on our exercising, eating right, and all that. And I, d- I found something the past two weeks that really has me excited. And if anybody is trying to cut down calories and carbohydrates and stuff, uh, this might excite you as well. Now, I believe I may have brought up um, riced cauliflower before. Yes. Uh, how I discovered that it was... Well, it's not exactly like rice. You can use it as a substitute and really not lose a lot of the feeling, you know, the flavor and such. Because, I mean, rice itself doesn't have a strong flavor to begin with. I can identify with this. We just had this, too, at the house. Oh, really? Yes. Well, what has me excited is that part of the problem of using rice cauliflower is that uh, ricing cauliflower is a huge pain in the ass. Cauliflower tends to sometimes run expensive as a whole head. And you have to, you know, cook it, boil it, or steam it, and then you have to rice it, and it's just such a huge pain in the ass, okay? Sam's Club now sells pre-riced cauliflower. It's like seven sixty-seven for a big bag. Inside each bag is four smaller bags. They're steamable bags if you want to steam it. What we've found is actually half a bag um, is enough to, to equal a side for everybody. Nice. Uh, and, and I did the math because at your average price of $3 a head of broccoli – to create one meal, this is actually a much better deal than doing it ourselves. Costs us a lot less, and now we have completely taken rice out of our diet. Um, part Wait, of the reason. Time out. What? How does that work for Avery and her chicken and rice? Avery has not noticed yet. We've been eating oh, it for two bonus. weeks. She has not realized it's not real rice. You know that that's how good that's it is. That's a testament. To yeah. It. Yeah, the five-year-old can't tell. Now, this morning, I put it through the, the actual ultimate test. Because, Paul, do you know what my absolute favorite breakfast in the world is? Red Am beans I? and rice? No. Then no. Okay. The, the, this, you, you may, <laughs> that this was may, anticlimactic. Okay. <laughs> no. This may gross you out, but I'm going to tell you what my favorite breakfast is. Um, this actually, its origins are in a conversation we had one Sunday while working because when we work, we all, we all talk in Slack, whoever's on there, and our managers can let us know stuff. But on the weekends, it's just a couple of people who are working. And somebody from our, our South Africa team, I believe, brought up spam. And that got me thinking because I've seen lots of shows about, you know, on the Food Network and how Hawaiians use spam. It's actually, they love it. And so I, the next weekend, I took spam, cut it into little, little pieces, fried it up really crispy, threw some onions in there, then threw some uh, leftover rice in there, moved it to the side, put some sesame seeds in the pan so they could brown up, folded them in, cracked one egg, scrambled it, folded it in, added some sesame oil, and it was fucking amazing. 
That sounds fucking delicious. Oh, and I went from there. This was this was during the winter months when the diet ended. So it was like my Sunday morning breakfast is what I had, you know. And uh, I tried, you know, the bacon spam, the uh, the jalapeno spam, the smoked spam. I mean, they're all fucking great and all add things to to it. Now, when we started our, the diet again, I was like really sad. Like I actually wistfully walked by the spam section in the store. My wife <laughs> said Hulk it. music is yeah, playing because it, it really, really is one of my favorite things. This morning, I had spam rice. I had turkey spam, which, by the way, I, I wish that it had the uh, the smoky flavor of the smoke, the hickory smoke one. But beyond that, it's actually pretty damn close. Um, Can you get some of that, like the liquid smoke or whatever, and make that I, work? I I might, I might. That that's going to be the next thing. Th- this all happened a few hours ago, so okay. I'm still kicking around in my head. The interesting thing about that is there's only about 400 calories total in a can of turkey spam as opposed to i mean i don't know about 2000 calories in a can of regular spam which means even if i used half a can but even if i use the whole one um yeah that's testament to how much i've been talking even if i use the whole can it's not too bad but i had spam rice this morning and I mean the the cauliflower is like twenty five calories per serving. I put about two servings in there, so I, I whopping three hundred calories for breakfast. Nice. And it was my favorite breakfast. Now, what are you allotted for breakfast? Because you, you're referencing the three hundred calories. Yeah. Well, no. What is it per day? Let's put it that way, because that way then you break it up. My my calorie according to my fitness pal, shameless plug, or is that is that the right way to say it? Shameless plug. No, because no, I have because, to be involved yeah. with them. Uh, well, okay, plug anyway. Um, for You're the welcome. Kind of, for the kind of weight loss I want, uh, 1,900 calories a day. Although we have kind of changed things up because last year we were successful by being super strict. Um, dietary uh, views have kind of changed in the past year. A lot of people are saying, you know what, don't cut out butter. Don't cut out these things. Don't make yourself miserable. Yeah, yeah. Cut them down shoot for maybe maybe you get a little higher calories per day but you're still making good choices all around and and it maybe it's not that that's the best way to lose weight but that's the best way to make it a lifestyle anyway um 1900 calories a day is what uh what i'm at right now and uh i don't have any specific allotment for breakfast it's worth noting though my average breakfast every other day of the week is 123 calories because they do a really really low calorie smoothie and then i go walk nice Uh, yeah well it's probably too low to be completely honest i'm sure it is yeah yeah, uh, but I'm used to it because I've, I've been doing smoothies now for years. Even before I was, I was doing the smoothie thing when I was working at Verizon. So I'm just used to it now. And usually on a day that uh, Paul's got a smirk on his face, what? You referenced the Verizon, and it just reminded me. I, I pulled up something out of our our iCat. Wow, kids, this is what two beers does to you before you turn on the mics. Um, pulled up something out of our archives the other day that was supposed to go onto our website. Yeah. It was our um, About Us document that had each of our I pictures. I remember that. And it has your picture that you took while you were working at Verizon. So it's you in the shirt and tie with the really short hair. Yeah, we can't put that on the website. You did, didn't you? I didn't. I did okay. not. Okay. Uh, I'm probably going to use the write-ups, but I think we need new pictures. Okay. You need oh, yeah. a new picture. Yeah, I look like a completely different person. Actually, so do I, because all the all the promo pictures we took, and I completely derailed you, and no one probably cares about anything we're talking about right now. Our show. Guess our what? Show. It's our show. Fuck off. Please don't fuck off. We want listeners. Um, was it creepy with the whispering thing I just did? I don't care. Me either. I'm really ADDing today, so I apologize, <laughs> especially for our new listeners. By the way, I know we have um, um, numerous new listeners. I have yeah. confirmation of it, so I'm going to do a little shout out to a couple of them. If, if oh, you know, absolutely, can you indulge this? I indulge. Um, so I know for a fact we have um, 
uh, a Taylor listening now. Hello, Taylor. And a Susanna. Hello, Susanna. I was waiting for you to go into the song. I thought about it, <laughs> but no. Um, and then the, then the rest of them, I can't be sure if they're listening to this show as well as the fight. But that's got some traction. Speaking of that, before you talk about it, Paul. I'm, I, I actually was not going to talk too much about it, but okay. you have something to you, say. You, and I'm saying you, this you, on you. mic because uh, some of our listeners might feel the same way. Now, Paul, I'm one of your closest friends. And uh, I would love to be able to say that I've listened to the first episode of The Fight, but I can't because I can't fucking find it. It's there. It really is there. I I was just out in there yesterday. I'm not saying that it's not somewhere, but I'll tell you how I looked. I looked on iTunes. I looked uh, from our our website. I I think I found a link there, but I I can't listen while I'm on the computer. The way I usually find podcasts is through an app called Pod uh, Pod Addict. Yeah, Pod Addict. I'll have to look into that one then. Because because I figured if it was on iTunes I could I could find it but I searched in Geek Pod's feed I searched the fight I, I just fight I, I, Madison I, the I, fight yeah works. I did the fight I I, I could also, not find it use my name because it attributes to the author Paul Showens S H O W well you know what? I'll do it right now because I'm just concerned that some of our other listeners might have said oh I want to listen to this and weren't able to find it like I I was not able to find it and I would have reached out to you except I was like you know what if I'm having this problem we should bring it up on air I like it uh, I appreciate you bringing that up um, people are some people are finding it and I also think that I made the misstep of not pushing episode one through GeekPod okay you know what searching the fight does bring it up okay. yes yeah it's there now I mean sorry not the fight searching Paul Showens yes all right, yeah, we, we definitely, uh, I don't know if you can change the tags on that or something. But. I'll have to see what's going on, because you can find the fight, it's just further down in the list. Yeah, well, I, I think bro- it's because it's such a generic name. I, I found a ton of stuff, so it's possible I didn't go that far down. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, holy shit, and I'm, <clears throat> yeah, it, definitely, uh, if it could be easier to find. I, I wish there was a way. Um, I'll have to see what's going on. Um, but while we're talking about that, um, I was approached... And it was super touching, and I, mean, I need to blow up their spot. Okay. I got a message shortly after episode one came out. Asking if it would be okay to create artwork for the fight. To what? Create artwork oh. for the fight. So, Sal, thank you, brother. I love you. Oh, man. Completely unprompted. They just... I'm... I'm, I'm unwarranted message there i'm not sure there is anybody greater on this planet than that man he certainly has about the biggest damn heart i get that i've seen i mean for for an artist who will he will make sacrifices to do the right thing and go above and beyond Uh, unlike i'm not saying other people aren't that good but he is definitely a paragon of virtue oh without a doubt he's a superhero yeah he is a he, he is a, a super scion, I would say. Did I, did I pronounce <laughs> that correctly? Saiyan, super saiyan. Thank you for rescuing me on that one. Yeah, I think he belongs in the Jeff Watkins Gold Club. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah see what I did Look there. Look at you. That's going on the <laughs> website. Um, but again, I, I I just think he he deserved some public recognition for that. So, thank you, Sal. I, I appreciate it, brother. Oh man, we've completely derailed the segment. Um, yeah, we were talking about cauliflower rice. Yeah, you know, well, let's just get this out of the way because I actually had a shout out plan for the end of the show, but I was also going to um, say hi to Nick Mormon, uh, YouTube Nick. I mean webcam Nick. Um, 
Just because uh, I noticed on Facebook last night he posted something he was drawing. Did you see that? He was drawing up. That was his? I wasn't yeah. sure. That was I, I'm awesome. assuming so. Yeah, it was really good. He is fantastic. Yeah, did not know that he was uh, that talented of an artist. And I just, you know, I kind of wanted to say, hey, dude, get it. People are paying attention. You know, yes. that was awesome. So We see you. Oh. <laughs> dude, that's like a callback to year one. Or no, isn't it year two? No, it was last year. It was, was last, it last June because when Josh was on. Oh, we are doing right. a lot. Wow, we are shoehorning a lot of name drops in this. Josh Grosvent um, from K Rock, who now has a sponsor for his Whiskey Wednesday. Did you see I that? I saw that, and I'm so super jealous. I know. Josh, I want to come to. Well, that's gonna be really weird. I'm gonna stop. I would love to be involved in Whiskey Wednesday. Just saying, I'd come over and do some JMO shots for yeah. Whiskey Wednesday. I'm I'm really trying hard not to say invite me to your house. Oh yeah, yeah, I could see that. That's, would be weird. Yeah. Because we're cool and all, but we're not that close. So yeah, he might be like, "Hey, hon, do you do you mind if I uh, have this creepy guy named Paul over?" Right. Yeah. Yeah, then the, all of a sudden, the guy shows up wearing a t-shirt that says "Pod Whore." Yeah. 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 Anyway, Paul, what's got you geeked? Here's the problem. I'm not geeked, You're but not? there is something that's got me kind of tweaked. Oh. I put thought into that. How okay. do you like that one? Huh? Yeah, I like that. So did you see the news about Freeform, which used to be ABC Family? Yes. Um, ordering a full series of the New Warriors TV series. I did. I'm wondering if they'll air it right with Cloak and Dagger. Okay, why? Featuring Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. I'm a New Warriors fan. Why is that? Because, because who, you who have is bad the founder in comics? Shut up. Because who is a founding member of the New Warriors? Nova. Thank you. I was hoping you would. <laughs> that would have gone nowhere <laughs> if I didn't know that. Say. Actually, you know, I didn't know that, but I you figured it was a good guess. You were guessing Marvel? Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, you had two options for Marvel. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, fun fact about the New Warriors. Guess who's never fucking been a member of the New Warriors? Squirrel Girl? Ding, ding, ding. Now, did you also see the fact that this is being portrayed as a comedy series. I, I'm going to be honest, Paul. I posted the news in our feed. I didn't read the article because I don't give two shits about the New I Warriors care. or Squirrel Girl. I don't care about Squirrel Girl, but I care about the New Warriors. Well, I hope it's going to be... Well, you know, I don't know. Is Powerless still doing well? I, mean, I don't know. I watched the first episode and I stopped after that and I completely forgot what day it was on. So what does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but apparently Fire's on it now. Or is they're calling her Green Fury or Green Flame or something. You know, I have to wonder, because you got to remember, Freeform is an interesting um, outlet for Disney. They're going to put Marvel shows on there. They're not going to be the Marvel shows that you and I want to see. They're not going to be faithful adaptations. Well, well just for instance, Cloak and Dagger sounds like it's about some teenagers. Now, I'll be honest, they may have been teenagers when they started. but They I, were. Okay. They were teenage runaways, okay. actually. But I remember Cloak and Dagger. My first um, uh, experience with them was from the Spider-Man comics when I was a kid. Um, they, if they were teenagers, there was nothing showing they were teenagers. They just seemed like... I mean, well, think about it. I mean, even with Spider-Man, he was supposedly a teenager when it all started. And yeah. did they ever really touch on that after, like, Amazing Fantasy fifteen? Yeah. Uh, I, I... Well, he was in high school, dude. For how long? Like, 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, I guess, I guess um, the idea of them being teenagers was not anything I ever got from any of their appearances. Um... So, 
when when Freeform announced that, I was like, well, that that doesn't quite fit with my memories. But yeah, it's not like I read Cloak and Dagger series or something like that. I just saw them when they popped up, and I thought they were really cool. Uh, but I think you're going to see anything Freeform adapts is probably going to have to fit in a more teenage um, vein because that, that's who they're shooting for. That's yes, what Freeform that's, is. that's what they're saying. And I've never once stopped on Freeform. Um, so I don't know what their deal is. I wasn't until I saw the article this week. I didn't know that that was just the renamed ABC Family. I remember ABC Family from when I was a kid and Zorro was on there. Okay. Which I used to love that fucking show. And then there was some horse show that that uh, the wife watched. The Adventures of uh, Briscoe County Junior. No. Oh, damn. No, not a cool horse show. It okay. was a wildfire or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I think that uh, you're, you're going to find that you're not probably going to be happy with anything they put out there. But this is what you have to remember: anything they put out there. In, in essence, furthers our cause. I, I agreed. And that's why I will give it a chance. The sad thing is is that, that what that means is sometimes a character you love is going to be adapted in a way you're not fond of. It's not going to be major characters. They're going to be, you know, B-list for sure. But unfortunately, it's going to happen. Now, here's the thing. They've already said that they've chosen the core team. Squirrel Girl and, I believe, six members. They're not announcing who those members are. I'm going to go ahead and say that Nova is not going to be in this show to begin with. That would be too bad. No, it's not. Because then they don't have the opportunity to ruin the character oh. before the MCU gets a hold of him. Okay, okay. All right. And I think that just production value-wise, Nova will not be in the show. I can, I could agree with that completely. So there's a little saving grace on that. But still, I mean, these are characters. This is their one shot. You know what I mean? It's the new warriors. How how many chances are you going to... Well, look what happened with the Guardians. Yeah. But from what I'm seeing is these are the basically... The way they're doing it is they're, these are the not ready for primetime players. You know what I mean? These are not quite Avengers is how they're doing Which it. Which isn't far from the truth if I understand the concept. Yeah, they're just they're, they're young heroes. They're, they're learning their way of working together. And which is funny because this kind of ties into my comic recommendations too. So remember that when we go back to it later. I won't. You won't. Neither will I, but at least I wrote it down. That That is smart. Maximum effort. You're really going to ride that. I'm just a fucking here, yeah. pound that balls deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and no one else knows what we're talking about, which is even Unless better. Unless they follow us on Twitter. Which they don't. So how dare you? Which I'm checking Twitter now. Oh, yeah, because you said there was some Twitter activity there. Yes, we're, we're doing the, the tweet machine thing. Um, we had our social media maven, guru. Don't call her a maven. What does that even mean? I don't know, but he was a wrestler in the 90s. No, it was Raven. No, there was a maven. He was part of that development program, that show Tough Enough. He was like the first winner of there Tough Enough. There was a maven? Oh, yeah. yes, the bald, bald guy. guy. He was great. Hey, he always seemed like he was my tax guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, I can see that. Anyway, but yeah, he was good. His mom had cancer or something. Yeah, I think so. I used to love that show. You know, yeah, I, I did too. Then I grew up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what's funny is I actually started watching wrestling this week. Don't do it. Why? It's a hellhole. But I did it last week, which is funny because this was not like a considered effort. No, it we wasn't. didn't do this. We didn't talk. I about flipped it, it on. <laughs> 
and and Triple H was in the ring, and it was right before WrestleMania. Like that mm-hmm. was the the big thing that just happened. And I was like, holy fuck, he got old, <laughs> but he's still Jack. Yeah, well, you know what it you know it is. He looks a lot older with his hair short. I'm not saying he didn't get old. He's uh, 47 now, I believe. Um, but I think a lot of it is. I mean, really, the hair is youthful. Come on, this is the guy with the long hair. And I think the second he cut his hair off, he started looking older anyway. I peripherally followed it. Like, I check the wrestling blogs every couple months. But, no, I got an email last week right before WrestleMania uh, because when the WWE Network first came out, um, I signed up for their free subscription. Oh, sweet. And I watched a couple of the, you know, the Monday Night Wars and all that. Uh, I didn't stick with it because the thing that they got me is this. Because it's available on every platform, because I can't watch wrestling on the main TV. My wife hates wrestling, will not even consider it, even though she hasn't watched it since the 80s. Um, and, and there are very few things my wife is like that about. I pretty much can do whatever I want, so I'm not going to push that. You know, she's pretty cool, so I'll let her have it. So the network, I'm like, this would be great, but they don't have Raw and SmackDown after they air because of their deal with USA and right. whatever show. Yeah. They USA, they're both yeah. on USA. Oh, now. are they both yeah. on USA now? Yeah. They, they don't get Raw and SmackDown until a month later because... Oh, fuck that noise. Yeah, well, Raw and US, or USA wants to make sure that people are watching it there. Which so, makes sense. Yeah, I understand it, but the whole idea was that if I could have an app or on my computer, I could watch Raw, SmackDown, get all the pay-per-views. I'm done. As long as I can... If I can stay up to date, I will find a way to make that $10 a month happen because that means I can be a wrestling fan and have everything in one place. Hide she, it in the closet and watch it. Yeah, basically. While I'm at night, when I'm doing my nightly uh, routine of sitting on the toilet for 40 minutes. There you go. You too? Yeah. Yeah. Every guy. Come on. Mine's porn, though. Really? Well, hey, to each their own. Because they they don't have those, that kind of makes it a a, a non... I can't can't watch it monthly, so why do I want to watch the pay-per-views? Paul wants to say something. No, no, no he doesn't. Okay. He totally does not. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that's the thing, because if you can't watch the weekly stuff and stay caught up on it, the pay per views right. mean a lot. Yeah. yeah, mean a lot less to you. So anyway, to get back on track, uh, <laughs> back on the off track, uh, I got an email right before WrestleMania saying, "Hey, we'd really like you back. How about three free months?" What? Yeah. So I have a little. Uh, I have a, a message in my uh, Google Calendar to let me know that on uh, June twenty sixth to cancel. Because, uh, you know, I need to cancel the uh, the subscription so that, I you know, they don't actually charge me anything. Three months of the network, including WrestleMania. Awesome. Yeah, for free. So, so I'm did like, you watch WrestleMania? Uh, actually, I, I've been, I'm watching it slowly throughout the week because yeah, I... Yeah, because it's like four hours long. No, actually, it's over five hours. Are you shitting me? No. And here's the thing is that I could have probably maybe gotten away with watching it the night it happened just because I told my wife, you know, this is WrestleMania. This is like the Super Bowl. It's an event. You know, maybe she would have sat there for five hours for right. WrestleMania, you know, just 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 to say that she did. The problem is it was the same night as the season finale of The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm into the second match so far. You know, I've been watching it because... Even though I don't start work till one in the afternoon, uh, sometimes I'll sit down on my computer at twelve. You know, I like to get myself ready, and so I, I've been. You know, I watch a little bit here and there. Uh, maybe tomorrow I'll throw it on while I'm working, just in the background, because Sundays are really slow. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Paul's giving me messages. Yeah, secret code. You yes, know, Paul. And, and why do we do that? Because I mean, we just reference it anyway. So why don't I just go? Hey, Hugh, do you want more beer? I think that's a good idea. All right. So. Just end it. Don't think of something to say. Just end it. 
Come I on. Ser- I seriously. And we are back in. There is beer. We have peed. I he- fucking destroyed your bathroom. Oh, my God. You know, I wasn't going to say anything about that, Paul. Why? Because of the new listeners? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's well, still our show. Okay. Now, while well, I've shared a hotel r- room with you several times, um, yeah, that was Your awful. That, <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> I walked into my bathroom, and then about two seconds after I walked in, I said, oh, my God. And did you hear what I did? No. I laughed and laughed. Just saying. Dude, like I said, when I walked out, that's what my dad smelled like right before he died of cancer. Go to the doctors. I go all the time. Oh, that was awful. I'm reasonably healthy, if any of you are curious. You know, you did bring up a good point, though. Um, You brought up, you said there's beers. And uh, I've been thinking about this. Okay. You're looking at them. Because I'm recognizing there's beers. Now, some of our, our... I bought those beers. You did. Some of our regular listeners might be going, man... Seems like every time I listen, these guys are drinking beers. They're having fun. They're a little crazy. You remember what we said that we wanted to get away from the regimented style because at one point you you really could take by how many notes we had, you could almost time that out to how long the episode would, would be. Now our episodes are always long, but we were like, geet geet news blah blah blah. W, uh, comic recommendations WTF? Like we had it down to a science, but we felt that it, 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 the soul was gone. Boom. Science. Yes, boom science. The soul was gone. Um, you know, I feel like while this has been an experiment so far. What, a three-year experiment at this point? Well, no, no. I'm saying the the whole, you know, cracking the beers at the beginning and kind of getting things started. and uh, I don't Social say, lubrication. Yes. I feel like it, it has led to, while so far we still aren't at the new segment, <laughs> I know. But, and we're, we're 37 minutes. 37, but, look at that. But you know Sorry. what? Isn't that what we said we wanted to do? Get away from the regimented style? It'd be nice if, if people are listening. Um, do you prefer the old style or do you like this? Is it more interesting if nothing else? I'd love to hear people's opinions because it certainly is helping us. You know, We found it tough to get off on tangents. When we started on this, the whole idea was like, hey, we'll bring up topics and we'll get off on tangents about them. What it became was basically relaying information to our listeners, giving right. our opinions. We turned it. into a fucking... TV show. Yeah. And I never wanted that for us. I wanted this to be, from the beginning, even from before you were a part of this, I wanted it to be buddies hanging around a table bullshitting. Now, granted, are we still there? No. We have, you know, set things that are expected of us each time. You know, we're going to talk about what's got us geeked or tweaked, apparently, now. Because maybe that can be a new thing. Oh, nice Um, to have options. Yes. Options are always good. You know what we're saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded so fucking creepy. Yeah, it did. It's awesome. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I have never I'm, heard anybody actually say that in real life. Oh, God. You, you need to sit in with me at work. That's a whole thing. Yeah. But no. Okay. Um, I mean, because we do, we do our, our geeked, our beer bastards, our news, and then recommendations and WTF are a thing. I mean, that's, I, we kind of can't get away from that. No, and, and we shouldn't because there still needs to be some structure there. Yes. But I do like the idea that, that we're able to go off. We've talked about so many Which things in, fucking have. in 39 minutes now. 37.44. Oh, really? I lied. It was, it was a minute ago. It was 36. Uh, okay. You know what? I, I really would have probably to, been spot on then. I really wanted to shoehorn in the 37. Why? Snoogans. Oh. Um, so. Hmm. 
dork. I am a Kevin Smith whore. What what do you want from me? I would drop to my knees for that man. Did you see the picture he posted of him and Jen for their their anniversary? And yes, said, in the yeah. jerseys. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that awesome? I love that man. Seriously. Um, and did you also see? Since we're talking about Kevin Smith, he has a cameo in uh, Teen Titans: The Judas oh, oh, Contract. Oh, I, I I I did see that. Yeah. Now I have to buy that movie. Thank you very much, Kevin Smith. Movie I would not have bought. I would have watched, but I wouldn't have bought it. Now I have to buy it because it has to be part of the Kevin Smith collection. Oh, man. So speaking of Paul, speaking of Paul, speaking of which. Isn't that what we do? We yeah, we, talk we mo- mostly talk about you. Uh, oh, I'm a there, cocky son of a bitch. Isn't something we're supposed to be moving on to now? What, what, what Hughes next? News? That's it. Hughes News. So let's get right into it. Uh, first off, Gank has been ganked. Now, I don't know if any of you have read Ultimate Spider-Man or are familiar uh, with Brian Michael Bendis' work, but um, Peter Parker's uh, best friend in the movie Homecoming... Ned Leeds? Seems, yeah, well, he's called Ned's Leeds, but, Ned Leeds, but he looks a lot like Gank or Ganke. I don't, honestly, I don't know how to pronounce didn't read the name. It. Uh, who is uh, basically Miles Morales' best friend. You know, um, darker-skinned, big guy, really smart. You just uh, say it. He's Asian. It's a fat Asian. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I, okay, he's a fat Asian. Now, a lot of people are confused because it certainly seems like they've co-opted, uh, you know, Miles Morales' best friend for uh, Spider-Man Peter. Homecoming. Yeah. yeah, for Peter. Now, on paper, I guess I don't have a problem with this because for the movies, they've been pulling different bits from all over the place for years, and it, it's worked. I mean, you want to pull the best stuff to put on the right. screen. The issue is, with this is people are really hoping that Miles Morales gets the opportunity to be Spider-Man someday. And he does. As an animated film, so it, it doesn't really count. So I can understand why people are confused. The big news out of this, though, is this week is that Brian Michael Bendis is confused as well. The guy, I saw this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's not sure what's going on. Apparently Marvel has not said... Um, yeah, we've taken this character. We haven't taken this character. You know, he's just kind of like, yeah, they're pulling stuff that kind of looks like my my Ultimate Spider-Man run, and I don't know what's going on. Uh, you norm, I mean, let's just say, but for instance, Paul, for instance, let me give you a scenario. You work at a law firm, correct? Did we ever establish that? I, I'm not I'm sure pretty we did, sure. but okay, yes. Okay, you work at a law firm. Mm-hmm. Let's say one of the lawyers decided... You know that thing that Paul did? I want to use that in my other thing. I'm going to take it word for word. It was something that everybody saw publicly. Everybody knows that Paul said this. So hypothetically, we're saying someone stole the fight. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, something Just to root it for you. Yeah. Let's say they they decided... In this reality. Yeah, they were going to steal the fight. They didn't claim it was theirs. They did nothing. They just said, okay, here's this new thing, and now it, it's built out of things that you already built that everybody knows. And they said nothing to anybody, even you. Right. That's not really a smart way to do business be, because no. they could have avoided it by saying, hey, Brian. Hey, we're going to do this. Yeah. And and since technically they own the stuff, he would have been like. They don't have to. Yeah, they didn't have to come to him about it. But if it's going to be that fucking glaringly obvious. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm not defending this man because I fucking hate Brian Michael Bendis. I think he's a hack. He's been involved in so much stuff that's been good and bad. I, I really... Do we want to do the list on what's good and what's bad? Go for it, Paul. Seriously. Okay, good. Alias. Right? Yes, absolutely. And I, I need you to correct me on a lot of this because a lot of his stuff I haven't read. 
Jinx apparently is really good. His creator own shit. Don't know it. Me either. So. Okay. I'm throwing the middle finger up in case you're curious. Yes, I know. I'm a geek. I'm adorable. <laughs> um, bad stuff because that's more of it. No, I'm sorry. We'll go back to the positive side first. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes, absolutely. Well, Ultimate Spider-Man, the whole run before Miles Morales, everything. I mean, phenomenal. The Morales Morales. Miles Morales. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, if you need me to teach you how to speak any other English, just let me know after the show. I can good. Sorry. That was awful. <laughs> it was. I don't care. Um, I can't speak to that because I've never read any of it. It's fucking amazing. Okay. Should be ca- should be canon that good. Agreed. Do you mean like in movies canon or No, I'm just... I'm saying I'm saying that Ultimate Spider-Man was a modern retelling of Spider-Man's story and if Marvel ever really wanted to do the reboot kind of thing, that's they d- where you go. Yeah, that's they don't, you they don't need to. to reboot it. They need to republish Ultimate Spider-Man. That's kind of like saying and I, I'm jumping way off here. Um if if you want to point to a really good retelling of Batman, Jeff Johns Batman Earth 1. Okay, yeah, I would agree. Gotcha. Because it's kind of the same thing. Different world, and I'm using air quotes here, very dramatically and angrily, kind of. Um, yeah. But phenomenal shit. I think I have like, the first three trades of Ultimate Spider-Man. Now, do I agree with them shooting and killing Peter? No. But I also wasn't reading it then, so I don't know. I can't speak to that. Well, this story happened organically, and it made sense. I mean, if they were going to make that, um, not that this will ever happen, but if they were going to make that canon, um, I really wish they, they they could, like they have now, have a way to have Peter and Miles um, exist in the same universe. Because out of all the crazy shit that happened out of uh, Secret Wars, the fact that we now have both Spider-Mans in the same universe is one of the things I'm happiest about. Because they it's both, a phenomenal character. Yeah, they're, they're both phenomenal characters, and they both have different positions in that world and they need to exist together um it, it would be sad i mean if ultimate spider-man spider-man was the only continuity we had yeah that would bother me but i would not if you said which one do you want to get rid of because we're rebooting i couldn't make that decision right and i love having miles in the the 616 and for those of you who are maybe new listeners and don't understand what 616 is is it sad that i'm selling out enough that i'm explaining this now First of all, before That's I explain. selling out, kind of because now I'm kind of pandering to the new audience. No, that no, no, it's go not ahead, go comic ahead. ones. Is it because of who the audience is? A bunch of girls. Is it that? Is that a thing? Is our audience? I don't. How do you know? I'm, that? I'm referencing the new listeners. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the two girls. Yeah, the two girls that are listening. Yes, definitely explain. Does that make me look bad? Is that what you're doing right now? I, or no, do I no. just do that? On if my own? I was going to make you look bad, it would be a very sharp, barbaric comment. I mean, I think I'm pretty good at that, right? Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, this I is- gave you a bag of dicks at the beginning of the program, okay? <laughs> Which I tweeted out happily. Okay. What does that say about our If there's any question about whether I'm able to say what's on my mind, that should end the conversation for all fucking time. Thank you. Continue, Paul. And this is where we would drop the mic if they weren't so fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the 616 is what what is basically the main Marvel universe. That's where 
99.9% of the stories take place. Yes. And like all comic universes, they've had to at some point uh, establish that there is a, a multiverse, which sounds like a really geeky thing, and it is, but the, the, basically the idea is this. They want to be able to tell stories that are outside of continuity. They want to say, hey, what if this happened? What if that happened? So they, they kind of they, they publish these stories and then they decide, well, this is part of another universe. And sometimes they publish other stories that happen in that alternate universe because it's interesting for us to see what if things happened a different way. Well, what's kind of happened in comics overall is they've decided that we need to make all of these legitimate because they all have fans. That right. really care about them. And that's not a bad thing. Oh, it's, that's a fucking It's complicated to people who don't read comics. Uh, but think of it like this. If you're a big fan of a TV show or a movie or a property, let's just call it a property, okay? Uh, there's some books or a TV or a movie show. Uh, movie show, a TV show or a movie. Jesus Christ. I there may be multiple iterations. There might be a book and then they do a movie and then they do a TV show, whatever. And you accept all of those different versions of it because you understand that this is the real world. These stories aren't the real world. They don't have to exist all in one continuity. Agreed. And you, you may like what they did in one place. You like what they did elsewhere. It's all okay. Comics have kind of done the same thing, but when you try to explain it, you know, as a, a comic book geek, it sounds ridiculous and stupid let me stop you there an adorable comic book geek an adorable comic book geek it sounds ridiculous and stupid uh the reality is is they're they're just taking the opportunity to tell different stories because sometimes you know what i want to for instance a good example of that is spider-man renew your vows okay um, okay, we'll, we'll lay this out for listeners who, who may not know this. Um, we are pandering way too much to the new listeners. The old ones stop? are not going to be happy with us. So deal with it, Laura. So Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the, the Spider-Man main continuity of the 616, uh, years ago was married. Um, yes. Married for years. He should still be. Was married. It's not going to happen. But he was married for years, and then there there came along a storyline where basically the Marvel Universe's version of the devil, his name is Mephisto, came to Peter because his aunt, aunt May had been shot and she was going to die. And Peter and his wife made it. Well, Peter made the deal, but his wife was kind of involved. Very involved. Yeah, yeah and and we kind still bossy, and, and we still don't know the extent of it. No, because she whispered, right? Yeah, she whispered. But basically. Peter made a deal with the devil because the devil had realized that throughout all the Marvel universe, their marriage was, and, and it was the strongest damn thing. Like, you know, nothing ever shook them. He was a superhero. He had all sorts of bad stuff happen. She was always a there. Super for him. hot redhead. Yes. That's, that's uh, what Mephisto said that, um, them losing that would be the greatest victory he would ever have. And so he allowed Peter's aunt May to live but their marriage was erased from time. Did had, not exist. They were still together. They had been together. They broke up for some reason. It was kind of nebulous. It was weird. Yeah, it was. Then there was now, the whole roulette. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it was it was a, a bad thing. A lot of people didn't like this. Now, they have a current comic called Renew Your Vows, which is a continuity in which uh, uh, Peter that and Mary Jane... Happen. Yeah, they, they, they had never been separated. Continued on. Continued on. They have a daughter. Um circumstances have happened now that Mary Jane and Mary Jane has powers along with, of course, their daughter is going to have powers because she has Peter's DNA in in, in her. And she is a, there's Mary Jane. (laughs) And they're a team They They fight together. Spider-Man is not one person. Spider-Man is now a three person team. Now, 
if you want to understand why these alternate universes in comic books are important, it's important because that's where we would have gone had that one instance not happened. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. For a lot of people who read the comics back then, who were upset about that, Renew Your Vows is, is... Kind of a pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's almost like you a know, door back in, a back door in, or oh. how about how about a patch on the wound? Okay, yeah. Okay, it, it's it's. I read all the Spider titles every month, and while I love what they're doing with Amazing Spider-Man now, Renew Your Vows kind of brings me back to a point. I don't want to say childhood, but back in my my early adulthood when they were still together, and and this would have been probably where they ended up. Uh, it's nice, and I'm not going, well, I can't read this comic because it didn't happen in this other comic because right, that's dumb. it doesn't dumb. matter. You can still enjoy it. Yeah, they're different stories with the same character that happen at different times. Look at Sherlock Holmes, for Christ's sake. That's probably the best example of this. Sherlock Holmes has been adapted so many times, and none of those adaptations have ever been tarnished by a future adaptation. True. Right now, Benedict Cumber, whatever his Batch. name is. Cumberbatch, yeah, I know. I, I know Steve that. Steve Strange, yes. Yeah, he, he is the, the current most popular adaptation. I remember a time when the black and white Basil Rathbone movies were the best adaptation. And then there was a time when the uh, WCNY, I say WCNY because that was our local station, I should say PBS. PBS. Um, the, the English, it was Jeremy something or other played um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. And there's always going to be a new version of Sherlock Holmes. It's okay for there to be a new version of Spider-Man. But you know what I, I think, Paul? We completely diverged from your news. I, I think we did. We might need to get back to that. So I'm going to Steal roll back, back into this with a little bit of singing. And I'm going to say, Some people say there's a woman to blame. David Gabriel, Marvel's senior president of Vice Sales, uh, came out and told some uh, some people this week that Marvel's been struggling to sell comics because while feminist and progressive activists have pushed for more diversity in comics, minority and female heroes just were not something that Marvel's core people were interested in. I call bullshit. Oh my God. This was a huge shitstorm. Basically, what he said was, what we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. That's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new or female characters, anything that was not core Marvel characters, people were turning their nose up against. So basically, they weren't buying it. Now, the articles I've read, a lot of them have used the term social justice warriors. Um, I'm going to say it now because it's in the article that I pinned here. I am not going to use that term specifically because I'm going to do a personal throw, uh, I guess, shout out now. Um, I've recently uh, found out that that term is kind of, has some bad connotations. I found that out from Emery Emery, who is uh, the uh, lead of two different podcasts I listen to, one called Ardent Atheist and the other called Skeptically Yours, um, my two favorite podcasts in the world. Other than GeekPod. Other than GeekPod. Of course. And... um, yeah, apparently that, that term has some negative connotations I w- was not aware of. I know that now. But we are going to say people that talk about things such as equality and all that, I, I don't actually have a term for it, um, they were not happy with his statement. Now, I, I definitely agree. that That's kind of bullshit. He did follow up by saying that Marvel's diverse characters weren't going anywhere, but they were telling the company that they, they needed to get back to their... their core characters basically that there were some of the diverse characters that were created that were selling well he's trying to say overall 
they they listened to what people were saying and the sales didn't reflect that and man that, that is a slippery slope to climb because you can almost look at that because this is a guy that's looking at sales numbers and making comments on them probably not thinking that they'd be taken out of context i mean right. nothing he said made me think that he thinks all oh, women shouldn't be in comics um but you know i have to think about it i look at my own reading list okay uh the female characters that I that I currently read, there's Jessica Jones. Oh shit, that's about it. I, I even stopped reading Batgirl, which was one of my favorite titles, but I hate what they're doing with the character now. So it has nothing to do with the gender of the character. No, it has to do with the fact that it's shitty writing. I no, I don't want to say shitty writing because um, it, it's not that the current run of Batgirl isn't great. In fact, it's gotten rave reviews, and that's why you know as GeekPod posted to their uh, Facebook feed this week. Um, there's going to be a Batgirl movie, and Joss Whedon is apparently. I saw that. that. Um, Very curious. No, no, it's it's a great run because I, I read the beginning of it. I can't get past the fact that a they they took Barbara Gordon away from a very powerful position as a disabled person in Oracle, and the fact that they stripped the title away from Stephanie uh, Brown, who fucking earned it like nobody else ever had. Isn't she like the orphan now or something? No, no, that's Cassandra Kane. No, she's spoiler. Oh, okay, she's spoiler. Okay, spoiler. Okay. Tried to be Robin, was Robin for two seconds. Got killed. Well, no, no, she she left the Robin uh, role because um, Batman fired her. Went back to being spoiler. Got killed potentially, but actually she she really um, staged uh, her death. From yeah, what I well, it was it was actually uh, Leslie Thompson who staged her death. She comes back. From that, well, basically, Leslie Thompson is the uh, the doctor that kind of you know yes. helps out the, the DC heroes in Gotham. She realized that uh, she didn't want Stephanie to be a victim to Batman's uh, war on crime, so took her, moved her away, helped her heal up, made her stay out of the limelight. Stephanie came back, and she's like, "No, th- this is in me. This is part of who I am." And she was told by Oracle, who was Batgirl, "No, you can't be Batgirl." She was told by Batman, "No, you can't be Batgirl." She said, "I'm going to be Batgirl anyway." And she earned it and eventually earned the respect of both of them. And the, the the run on Batgirl that they did a few years ago was amazing. Now, I understand that characters change. It bothers me that because of DC's rebirth, that was all kind of washed away. Had she given the mantle up or lost it for some reason? Okay, that's understandable because things change. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is I followed this story. I saw that. I mean, Batgirl was one of my favorite titles. It's not just because she's a Batgirl with blonde hair and I don't like a Batgirl with red hair. That's stupid. It was because she earned it. And Barbara Gordon already had a place as one of the strongest females in the DC universe. She was Oracle. She was the computer genius. I mean, she was helping everybody. The Justice League, Batman, it didn't matter. If you needed tech help, you went to Oracle. She was probably the most powerful actual human person, non-powered person in the DC universe at one point. Agreed. With what she could do. And they said, well, we want to take her out of the wheelchair and just make her a hero again. Um, yeah. Bad you move. kind of minimize the character. I- exactly. Minimizing the fact that apparently it was more important to her to get out of the wheelchair, then learn to, how to walk and yeah. fight again, than to be the incredible asset that she was. That that was just stupid. Um, so it, it's it's changes like that that bother me and and that's you know i mean like i said the only female-led book i'm reading right now is jessica jones because it's really great and she's an awesome character i have to wonder while his statement was stupid and he certainly should have thought it through a little more 
is there some truth to that? Because here's the thing, regardless of what he says and regardless of what the term I don't want to use, those people think or say, people buying comics anonymously kind of decide where the, the industry is going to go. You can say we need more of this because it's the right thing to do. And if people don't decide to buy those comics, you were wrong. Right. I mean, and it's sad. And, and I would love to live in a world where you're right every time because those people generally have the right ideals in mind. And I 100% agree with that. But if the rest of the world doesn't follow, follow through with you, that's not what they want to read. It's sad. I really don't know how to end this news article because I, I want them to be right, but it, it seems like they aren't. What do you think, Paul? What do you think about this whole controversy? I think it's a bunch of bullshit. I don't think it has anything to do with the diversity. I think it has to do with bed writing. Yeah? Yeah. Bed presentation. It's, I mean, if you create good characters and good stories, people are going to buy them. Simple as that. It has to be that. That's it. Word, especially in this day and age with the internet and everything, word travels. If a book's good, people are going to fucking read it. All right. If, if it's subpar bullshit... They're not reading it, and that's they're going to tell you so. Like the Jane Foster Thor. The entire first run with Jason Aaron was fucking phenomenal. I fell off of it when it got to be a, a little too... But it's still trend. one of Marvel's best-selling books. And I'm glad for that, because it's a cool character. It's a cool idea. It's a good shake-up. But, I mean, you know, Brian Michael Bendis turning the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy into fucking Power Rangers... That on the other hand. So on to the next uh, news article and our final one. And I'm pretty sure I've used this particular uh, terminology before, but I'm just going to do it again because I don't care. I'll see this in theaters. Although a Dungeons and Dragons reboot has really been needed for a long time since the last movie in 2013. Are you aware that Joe Mag Maggianello? I can never pronounce her name. You know Flash who I'm talking Thompson. about, right? Joe Mag. No, I, I Joe don't Joe Mag. Yeah. I don't know. Was that him? He was Flash Thompson in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Okay. He was uh, Al Seed in True Blood, and he was uh, tapped to be Deathstroke in the new Batman. Yes. Did you know that he has actually written a script for Dungeons & Dragons? Really? I, I shit you not, okay? He has too much time on he, his hands. He's basically a, a total nerd and has been developing his own adaptation of the cult classic role-playing game. And he wants it to lead to a major franchise. Um, he was recently on a, um, on a, a podcast, uh, Josh Horowitz's Happy, Sad, Confused. Sure. Okay, yeah. Whatever I, I, that I, is. Well, again, I'm reading from a news article stating that he wrote a, a draft of Dungeons & Dragons with a friend, and they've held a creative summit with the game's publisher. That's Wizards TSR. of the Coast. Oh, that's right. Wizards yeah. bought them. And they're working on it to hash it out to see what it should look like and see if they should go with it. The fact that they're actually talking to him about this must mean his script was pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, I only included this news article because uh, I, I've said in the past, we've talked about Joe Magny, and I've said that I really like the guy. Like he, I think he should have been Superman mm -hmm. over Henry Cavill. Did not know he was this much of a nerd. Oh, my God. That, that, that's just freaking awesome. I mean, this guy who who doesn't have to be doing this shit. Okay, let me, let me kind of lay this out. He's already in the DC Universe. Even if they don't make uh, the, the Batman the way it's going to be, they're going to cast him as another role if it's right. not Deathstroke because he's already involved and he's a great actor. Huge success with True Blood. Did you know he's married to his dream girl? No. Do you know who um, Sophie Ver Vergera is? Uh, that name seems familiar. Yeah, uh, a super super hot model. She was in Playboy, I believe, and all that. Um, he actually had a crush on her when he was a teenager. I, I saw some uh, some stuff this week. 
he's married to her now. Th- this <laughs> this was his his dream girl. He went after her, and her her she. There was an interview where she said, "Yeah, when when you know we we met and all that, and my friend said he asked for my number, and I thought, well, he's too much work. He's young and all that." He pursued and married the girl. He, let's let's put it in terms that even our basest audience can understand. He married the girl he used to masturbate to as a teenager. Okay, <laughs> I'm not saying that I want to marry the girl I masturbated to as a teenager. I'm saying that that's fucking awesome. He's that cool of a guy that he went for it. And and you know you know what you know about that relationship. He's never gonna stray. He's never gonna do anything bad. He's going to be fucking awesome. Come on, seriously. Yeah, I, I would to, agree with that. Yeah. yeah. In in somebody that has that kind of laser focus and drive, wrote a Dungeons and Dragons screenplay. Yeah, hopefully I'm, it's fucking phenomenal. I, I'm I'm I would actually put money down that it's um that it's it's on point because if he did that with his relationships, I mean that that's I imagine you are nobody. You're you're an actor and you marry the girl, like I said, that you masturbated to as a kid. If you can achieve that, writing a good script for Dungeons and Dragons is probably not the most difficult fucking <laughs> thing you've ever done, okay? Considering True. what's come before. And that's the news, kids. So stop playing with those toys we recalled for being too dangerous. Otherwise, you might get a cruise missile courtesy of a company I own stock in. Paul? <laughs> Dr. Hugh, do we want to discuss comics or a very pressing thing that you brought to me? Okay. So let's talk about the Mandela effect. Now, Paul, we've brought this up before. We've talked about the Berenstain Bears controversy, and I do not want to touch on that again. No, we've done that. If they want to listen to that, where can they find that? They can find that, you know, in our feed on Out of My Head. Yeah, I don't remember episode number either, so we're just going to leave it at that. Okay. But <laughs> we, we, uh, we decided we we're going to talk about this because I ran into something this week because I knew what the Mandela effect was. Yes. I ran into a new one that boggled my mind. And I'm like, unlike last time. Let's let's frame exactly how this happened. So I'm sitting at my computer. My phone's with me, as always, because I get weird text messages all hours of the day. And all of a sudden. Stop giving your number out at the Bear Club. That won't happen. What's the Bear Club? Never mind. Okay. I totally feel like I missed something there, and I'm probably glad I did. Yeah, you are. And uh, <laughs> so all of a sudden, it, it pops up. I believe I was I was Googling New Warriors or something, or Adam Warlock, one of the two. Hi, El. Um, <laughs> and uh, your name pops up. And I probably deleted it because I, I get rid of all my stuff. Oh, great. You don't preserve these things for posterity? For fucking history? Oh, no. I mean, one day when we're the most famous people in the world, you don't want to be able to go back to your text history? No. I mean, it's going to have to be published at some point. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Trust me. <laughs> you know, Paul, I have it. You, know, you do. I, and I, yes. This is going to take me out of where I'm prepared to talk about um, this, but I will... How much have we talked See, the about? problem is, is we, we did a whole lot of texting recently. And I'm scrolling back through all this. I just saw something that says something about stalking. There it is. Found it. Thursday, March 30th, 10.35 p.m. Just discovered a new Mandela effect. The Ed McMahon slash Publishers Clearinghouse debacle. Now, I don't want to go into further that because I'm sure you're going to just 
explain. Yeah, I am. But basically, what happened from there was you gave me a brief um, explanation of it, and then you basically said, "Good luck sleeping." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I said. So the, this is what I ran into. Now your uh, mileage may vary on this depending on how old you are or if this has affected you. But basically, what I found out is that Ed McMahon was never a spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse. Now, as a child, I remember those commercials happening uh, during the Price Is Right because when when you're a kid, you, you know you, you watch the shows your your parents watch until you go to school. Yeah. Okay. Now, and I I love the Price Is Right as a kid. I mean, da de do de da de do de da de do de da. You know all that shit. You know, I mean, it was great. And then I started going to school, and I looked forward to the times we had time off from school because I would get to watch those. Now, I remember <laughs> Paul can't handle this. <laughs> yes, because it's a little mountain yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, now I remember commercials where a van would pull up. And, and people are saying that this didn't happen. It was just the prize patrol. But I remember Ed McMahon getting out of the van they with the people. They straight bum-rushed the house. Yeah, and he say, was in a tux, yeah, right? Hi, this is Ed McMahon, and we're at the house of so-and-so. With the skinny microphone. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> I remember this. And they would... We uh, have not talked about this beforehand, by the way. Yeah. Okay. I, they would present the check to people. I have Giant fucking check. Giant check. This apparently didn't happen. According, yes, it did. According to history on this earth we're on currently, and I'll get back to that momentarily, Ed McMahon never worked for them. He worked for a company called American Publishers, or American Family Publishers. It was a, a competitor, a publisher's clearinghouse. He did commercials for them, but he never personally delivered checks. And uh, the, the, the word is that uh, Publishers Clearinghouse never contested this company because people always thought Ed McMahon worked for them and it ended up being good PR for them. But I call bullshit. I remember him. So do I. Him. Because this is because when when America's Funniest Home not home videos, um bloopers, TV's bloopers, the blooper show with Ed McMahon yes. and uh Dick Clark, right? Yes. Okay. When that came on, I thought, oh, it's the guy from the America's Publishers Clearinghouse things. So I you knew just, him. You just tripped yourself up. You said America's. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I did. The publisher's, publisher's clearinghouse. Publisher's clearinghouse. It, it is you're, confusing. You're, you're bleeding back into the other reality. It's possible. So, so, so this this blew my mind. So I went to my wife and I, I I framed it out for her, and she's like, "Well, I might be misremembering it now because you just positioned the whole argument to me, and we're we're, we're going to bed because this is like you said, ten thirty five at night. So there's no sex. No, you ruined I, it. Well, no, we have sex whenever we want. That's not an issue. No, stop. We have lots of sex, Paul. Stop. We're very much in love, and that is not an issue. Um, but no, it was funny because because the, the, the argument that people say for the Mandela effect say that you know people when, when you present it saying I remember this, people say oh I remember it too as a false memory, and it's like my wife did the exact thing I was just reading about. Mm -hmm. She said oh it must be a false memory now because you just said it to me. Okay, that that was creepy. That I, I actually stopped. Because it was, it was. I was wondering if I was in the Matrix for a second, and it was adjusting to make sure I didn't question too much. But uh, yeah, she she was like, "Oh, I think I remember that, but now I'm not sure because you said it. I remember it. You remember. I remember it, it. clearly. Remember. It. We're gonna talk. So, okay. I would like to establish that apparently we have always been on the same Earth. Maybe not, and that that's something we're gonna talk about shortly. Mm. Right, you have other examples. Dude, I did some serious fucking research. So did week. I, but I didn't write any of it down. I did bookmark it on my computer if that helps. 
which it um, does I don't know. Does it, does it help? Hey, Paul, right now while we're here, can you access those bookmarks? I probably could because I'm the tech nerd that I am, but I'm not going to. But then fuck off. So, here, would you like a bag of dicks? <laughs> no, no, no. I really, I think that this is better over there. Uh, so, so we're going to talk about a, a, a number of other Mandela effects. I actually have a long list here. So, hit me with them. Some of them I want to talk about a lot. Some of them I'm just blown away by. So, the first one is Darth Vader. You should know this. Now, does Darth Vader say, Luke, I am your father in the movie? No. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say I personally remember him saying that. I do remember Luke, I am your father, being such a huge popular catchphrase to the point where it, I find it hard to believe. I Now, I have not watched the movie with this knowledge, but when I watch this movie again, Empire Strikes Back, I am expecting him to say that because I'm under the impression he does. Now, can I just derail this for a second? Absolutely. Before December gets here, I think we should marathon the originals. I would do that any day you want. Okay. I'm just thinking just to hang out in the basement with a 60-inch TV at my house, obviously. Um, Unless you want to move it to my basement. <laughs> because that makes it easier for you. You haven't seen my basement, dude. It would I have be bad. Would it be scary? I uh, really scary. Okay. Before have, we leave, nice can basement. we tour it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I really, it's just an excuse to hang out with you for like six hours. You know what? If you want to hit pause, beer. I'll take you down to my basement and then you can just, just we can have a reaction yeah. thing. Just, just for the hell. Stay tuned. It's horrible. Oh my God. It's the worst. No, that we could really, that's got potential. Yeah. But totally. could, could you see us going down there and watching the Star Wars movies tomorrow? No. No. I, I'm not sure my 60 inch TV could fit in there right now. It's, it's, until it's, we start knocking walls down. And, yeah, it's it's bad. But uh, I totally got giddy down there. I was like, we can do this, and we can do this, and look at what we can do here. Yeah, you did. So, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe it's a possibility. But that's not what we're talking about right now, Paul. We're talking about the Mandela effect. That's right. And I have yeah. another example of that that's going to blow your fucking mind. Okay, what you got for me? What, color, me? what color is CP3O? I don't know, but C-3PO? A C-3PO, damn it. He is gold with a silver leg, and I'm just I'm just shooting this down on you because I also read this one, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I do remember the silver leg, and I don't know if that's because I've self-corrected because I remember as a kid with a toy all being gold, but it also says in that article that merchandise was not correct. I will tell you, I did not know that his leg was gold until I read silver. the article. Of, or silver, two days Jesus ago. Jesus Christ, come on, man. Dude, I, I'm, I'm flipping between multiple universes here, okay? As we speak. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about A that. minute ago, you had again, short hair. I'm yeah, just saying. Again, we're going to talk about that momentarily. I keep saying that, and we're going to get there because there's a good example of that. But no, I, I do not remember his leg being silver ever. I only know ever. because of recent... Things. I know because I read this article a few days ago, and I looked up pictures of uh, C-3PO. CP-3O. C-3PO. Maybe he's different in my universe. In the other universe. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just confused. Or um, drunk. One of the stop. I'm teasing. We haven't had that much. No. Uh, we've had three beers. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't ever remember his leg being gold, and I did have the toy, the one that came apart. Silver. The leg is silver. silver. <laughs> <laughs> because you remember it as being gold. 
That's probably it. That's probably it. You're welcome. I had the uh, the, the toy that broke apart because he broke yes, apart. Yes, the arms and legs yeah, came off. Yeah, they were all gold. I, as, as a child, I remember him being gold. I, I feel like I saw a picture of him recently before I knew this. With the, the leg, leg being silver. Yeah, the leg was silver, and I thought it was from Rogue One. Good point. I, 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 Shit, I have to rewatch Rogue One. And I, see. I well, 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 no, I'm not saying it was silver and gold. Uh, or Rogue One. <laughs> but he, I, but he, but he, <laughs> I'm saying that I saw a picture and randomly figure, online. I figured it was from Rogue One because I knew he had the red arm, and I was like, I noticed it, and I'm like, oh, oh, that that must just be from Rogue One. He must, it must be a red arm and a silver leg. You know, I, I, you, I just didn't think about it, and this was months ago. You do know that in Rogue One, in that time frame, he didn't have the red arm. The red arm was Force Awakens. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right, you're right, you're right. In they Hughes' reality, C-3PO also had a blue head. So. No, 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 you're, you're <laughs> absolutely You're right. matching because they're coming so close together now. Yes, and, and because Mr. of... Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we can't even say a sentence without a, fucking laughing. <laughs> this is a podcast. We're supposed to disseminate information. Anyway. Wait, wait who did we just disseminate <laughs> What? Anyway, you're right. It was Force Awakens. Now, I know. Right? I apologize. Um, but no, I, I figured it was from there, and I didn't notice it when I watched the movie. I I didn't realize that apparently this entire time he's had a silver leg. Um, yeah. I, I, Mind no blown. Especially but you for, remember it. You remember him having a silver leg? But like I said, I don't remember if it was from original time frame or now that... Because I rewatched Star Wars a lot. So this adjustment may have happened to me, and I don't. Don't you feel it. like you would have been been like you know, CP three O is the the android. C three PO is the android. I knew. I, I actually wrote it down in my notes as CP three O. Don't you figure you would have been like C three PO is the android that's all gold except for his silver leg. The real thing that's bothering me is you're calling them androids and not droids. Droids. Who the Jesus. fuck are you? Go back to your own universe, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think you would have noticed that? Like, like that would be in your head. But I think this is one of the ones that may have adjusted long enough ago. Does, does that sentence even work? Adjusted long enough ago. I mean, grammatically, or, yeah, grammatically, it's correct. Maybe in a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I would. That's how I would know him. You know, like I, I definitely remember the toys as a kid being all gold. But that was explained away in the article. Well, no, was it? Was yes. it really? No, no. They gave an explanation. Was it really explained? In this universe where he had a silver leg, maybe that's the explanation. If the Mandela effect is real in the universe that I originally saw Star Wars in, he didn't have that silver leg, then that explanation doesn't work. Right. Do we need to explain what the Mandela effect is? Go for way? it, Paul. It's... Can you do okay? I'll do it. No, I can do it. Basically, it's it's based on the idea that a lot of people remember this man the Nelson really Mandela. Loves the of his own voice. Shut up! I'm just trying to make the show flow. Uh, the the idea was a, a number of years ago, people thought that Nelson Mandela had died in prison in the 80s, and he, of course he did not. He lived until 2013. 2013. Yeah, I actually was going to say that. Sorry, I'm helping. You are That's helping. What I'm supposed to do now? People now want to hear my voice too, just so you know. We know we know you want to hear your voice. Do I have to point at the big bag of dicks again? Anyway, uh, 
I'm making that the screensaver on my computer, by the way. You should. So, you know. so it, what basically happened is we realized that there are people that remembered him dying in the 80s and people remember him living until 2013. And like, what's that about? Can I stop you there? You can. What do you remember? About Nelson Mandela? Yes. Absolutely nothing. Neither one. No. You have no fucking clue. No, no. I, I knew nothing. No, nothing. I, knew I remember he, him getting out of prison. That's the only thing I remember. I don't remember him dying in thir- 2013. Okay, I, I have to... I, okay, if I'm going to like actually put a stamp on it, I have to say I, I feel like I don't recall him dying. I'm, I, I remember him getting out of prison. So right, that's what I remember. Whatever that was the big that deal was. is he got out of prison. Yeah. That's the last I remember of him. But there that were a just lot of, says that current affairs on us. But a lot of people remember things differently. So what some people theorized was that maybe there are alternate universes. I mean, well, actually, lots of people have theorized that, but they thought maybe we are slipping between them. Some people, not everybody, some people are slipping between them. So, for instance, let, let's put this in uh, a very good uh, framework because there, I feel like, Paul, as more of these come about, we are zeroing in on a date where this might have started. Okay. Because. We talked about the Berenstain Bears and all that. And in the, some of the articles I read, they said people over 30. And I started to realize, okay, it feels like that's actually a thing. So I'm not going to say over 30, but I'm going to say, let, let's just say 1990. Okay, let, let, let's put it out there and say 1990. Something happened. Maybe it we, something weakened the walls between alternate universes. And people started slipping through. Now, this is not an alternate universe like we're talking about uh, The Man in the High Castle. This is one that is so similar that I could slip (sighs) from this universe today when my wife left my house this morning to another universe. And she comes home tonight. And I don't – she's not a different person. Everything's so close that, you know, I wouldn't know the difference. But there are other things that are changed because scientists are trying to explain this away as – you know, false memory and then false memory, uh, you know, infecting other people by mm. telling them about it. Okay. Now, some of the things we've talked about so far, like we, we t- Berenstain Bears, I have a personal recolle- re- recollection of it. So do I. Ed McMahon, personal by recollection the way, of it. I would like to say, who, who initially brought this to our attention? Josh Grosvent. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> I really feel like we should have him in on this. We should. But, but it's his own here. fault for not responding. So yeah. there you go, Josh. Dick. Okay, no, now that you've taken your chance to put a dig out of Josh, I'll continue with what I was saying. Please do. Um, two personal experiences I remember, and then the C, uh, C3PO thing. I, have to actually <laughs> I love that you have to stop and go with it. Madison would be very disappointed in Q right now. Uh, uh, the C3PO thing, I, I, I swear to all that is holy. Had he had a body part that was a different color... It was his dick. Had he had a body part that was a different color, I would have noticed. I agree. It it just feels like... How could you not notice that? It feels wrong that I watched Star Wars my entire life, and until three days ago, I had no idea one of his legs was a different color. I refuse to accept that... I was that unobservant. Is that fake news? <laughs> I don't know. But but yeah, that, that that's what the Mandela effect is. Now, some of you out there might be feeling that. Some of you might, as we go through this list, you may be thinking, I remember it like 
they say it was, or I remember it like Hugh remembers it, or I remember it like Paul remembers it. Because that's, I mean, that's the thing right now. I mean, there are multiple facets to this. We all could be from different there could be timelines and worlds and yeah, it it, it blows your mind. Now, every yeah. time Paul and I get together, we still seem to be on the same page. So I don't most know. times, yeah, yeah. So I wait, most times most because the three you're doing this to me now. See, three <laughs> PO thing. I remember the silver leg, but like I said, is it because of current events? I I have to think, Paul, that if you feel like you remember the silver leg, that then maybe. That's what it was where you were. Only because in all gold robot, it's pretty fucking obvious if one of his legs or limbs, anything, is a different color. The schlong. I have to feel... Why do you want to keep talking I about... I keep going to the robot schlong. I don't know why. That's anyway, let's move on to another one. What's your next one? What mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? That's not a thing. It's not. It Magic doesn't mirror. exist. Yes. That one I... What do you remember? Well, we're dudes, so this is hard. Yes. I don't actually think I've ever watched Cinderella, but since I was a kid, Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, Who's the Fairest of Them All, has been a thing. Now, I I don't understand... Snow White. Yeah, agreed. But I don't understand... There's nothing for me to misremember. I've never watched that movie before. Right. And it's, I've turned it on for the kids, but I've never watched it. I walked back out of the room like, peace fuckers. So, so for Mirror, Mirror mm. on the Wall, because, I mean, that that's an iconic phrase. That's the reason this Mandela effect is so known. It's an iconic phrase. So many people would, would bet their soul that that appears in Cinderella. Right. It doesn't. And is it a thing, or is it... Everyone just paraphrases like the Luke, I am your father. What's thing. the fucking paraphrase? I say the same thing about Luke, I am your father. What's the fucking paraphrase? Because I, I distinctly remember, no, I am your father. Okay. Look at it this way, Paul. Now, while we are a lot more connected right now, um, we've always been a very meme-based culture. We've just gotten more meme-based as things have gone on because that's the, the what happens when you're more connected. Okay why the fuck would people be misremembering something that iconic in something in the amount that we're talking about yes i agree yeah i'm I'm thinking it's a a disparity between you and i with the universes i don't because i buy into this shit totally buy into this shit okay i'm not going to say i buy into it because i'm i am the skeptic i'm the atheist i'm the skeptic i'm the one who examines everything and I'm more than 110% to admit if, if other evidence is brought to me that my previous assertion could have been wrong and let me explore this evidence and let me come to another conclusion on every single thing under the face of the planet. Okay? Mm-hmm. That didn't make sense, did it? Close enough. All right. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing that bothers me is when, when, when you come to a conclusion and... A ridiculous amount of, let's say, coincidences have to happen in order for that conclusion to be true. Even if that conclusion is widely accepted, that bothers me because, you know, coincidences don't happen in science. So for this large a number of people to remember Mirror Mirror on the Wall, including myself, having not watched the movie, just... 
having the book read because I this never watched the movie. Culture. Yeah, the book had probably been read to me as a mm-hmm. kid and things like that. If it didn't say mirror, mirror on the wall, I would think that I would not have mirror, mirror on the wall stuck in my head. Right. If your explanation is fake memories and memories in other people's fake memories infecting other people's fake memories, you know, there's these leaps of, of faith for that to happen. Coincidences, whatever, that bothers me. I, I'm, I'm more comfortable with the whole idea of the Mandela effect only because... While I'm sure that it's possible for people to infect other people with their memories, like my experience with my wife the other night in the, uh, upstairs, right, uh, where where she actually said it, that can happen with okay. It was Ed McMahon and Publishers Clearinghouse. We're talking about Cinda fucking Rella, <laughs> one of Disney's b- biggest movies. Their their big first biggest hits. Okay, right. I how the fuck are people misremembering one of the most iconic lines from that movie? I hear you. Don't buy it. We're going to move on from that. So is it Jiffy or Jiff? It's always been Jeff for me. Yeah? Yeah. I, I feel, again, another one I don't have experience with, direct experience that I can recall, but I feel like I remember Jiffy peanut butter. I feel like that was what my mom bought. I feel like I'm, I'm talking like I'm a psychic on a ghost show. Um, <laughs> but no, no, I, I seem to recall that. And I, and I seem to recall, I remember when it went from Jiffy to Jiff. Like, I can I can actually see the logo in my head. Now, and I didn't look this up. I didn't see one of those Photoshop logos like they do with, other, with some of these other ones. So, yeah. I mean, this one's completely in my head. I, I feel like I remember Jiffy Peanut Butter. And I remember when it changed to Jiff, you know, just because I got, well, that makes sense. You know, it's, it's the 90s. We're changing everything. Right. Now, I have to talk about We Are the Champions. I agree on this one, because I remember the end of the song being the pull away with the mic of the world. What and is that about? I don't oh, know. Oh, I have to tell them what it says. Okay. Yeah, uh, explain. So, so in the universe we are currently in right now, as of when I researched this, Queen's song, We Are the Champions, does not end with, We are the champions, boom, boom, of the world. It stops at We Are the Champions. That of the world doesn't happen. Right. They're saying that happens earlier in the song. Yes. Now, Bullshit. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give you something, okay? You know, we're going to go back to my history as a musician, okay? Um, early 90s, I became a musician playing music. Uh, learning Queen. I don't, I'm not saying play, playing. When I say learning, I mean listening to them, discovering them for the first time. Queen is one of the most amazing, most influential bands ever. ever. For, from now, for a hundred years from now, people will be saying the same thing. Queen was amazing. Of course, I studied the living fuck out of them. There was this older guy. His name was, um, it was the older brother of a friend of mine, Dan Aya. It was, um, I can't remember. His last name was Aya. Uh, he was actually giving me tapes that he recorded from his tapes that were Queen Live. I guess Queen Live was actually an, an album. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he was giving me these recorded tapes of Queen Live. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing shit I've ever heard. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest Queen fan on the place, uh, face of the planet. I mean, I like Queen a lot. I think Brian May may be the very best guitarist this planet has ever seen, bar none. And I think that uh, Freddie Mercury is in the top five for vocalists we've ever seen. Right. Hands down. Uh, but I'm not a, a Queen fanboy. I, I love their music, and I respect the musicians a lot. 
um, I can say these things and you really should get the, the impression that I've spent a lot of time with their stuff. If you said to me, how does We Are the Champions end today? I would say, of the world. Yes, with the pullback. Yeah. I agree. I, the fact that I live in a universe now where that does not exist, um, it, it's almost like waking up and finding that you know my penis is where my ass was and my ass is where my penis is. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand how that's possible because that song has ended one way my entire life. Yeah, I hear you. So am I crazy? No, because I, I remember that one as well. That's that's how that song ends is with the pullback. I remember it from Mighty Ducks. I, I just I don't understand. Now I want to talk about the Sinbad Genie movie and find out if you know. Do you remember that? No, you didn't nope. see it? I remember I, Kazam with fucking... Uh, yeah. Shaq. With Shaq. That, now, that's the one I got. People say that Sinbad did a genie movie in the 90s, and apparently he never did. Now, here's the thing. I don't I don't remember watching that genie movie. I remember uh, commercials and propaganda for that movie. I recall that it was made. I can see Sinbad in my head right now. I can see Sinbad in the outfit right now, but I never watched the movie. <laughs> But I, I recall that it happened. That was nothing I would have any interest in. Uh, I'm not. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this one. But do, do you recall? Not uh, even a little bit. So strange. No. As soon as I saw that article about it, I was like, "Nope, it's Shaq and Kazam." Now here's the thing about this. All of these other ones, we're talking about established stories where there was a left step made instead of a right step. Right. This is something that didn't exist ever. This guy never put on this outfit outfit, and never made this movie. Right. <laughs> Why are there some of us that remember this guy putting on this outfit and making this movie? This, to me, says that the Mandela effect, that there may be more to this than people want to give it because this is there's a bigger gap here. Right. This is not just I remember the same events differently. This is I remember an event that never happened. Right. That you remember. Um, we I think we could talk about that more, but we still have a lot on the list, so I'm going to move on. So did you see the one about Mr. Rogers? Beautiful day in the neighborhood? Or the, apparently it's this neighborhood. No, it's not. That's I'm telling you, it's not. According to this world's rules, it was a beautiful day in this neighborhood. No, it's not. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, so you, you believe that. So apparently, everybody knows Mr. Rogers. Well, no, everybody doesn't. Everybody of my age knows Mr. Rogers. Right. And I remember his opening song being, being, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. Now, apparently in this world, he said, It's a Beautiful Day in This Neighborhood. Now, that seems like a small a small thing, right? Yes. That or this. L- let me put it in context for you. Anybody that's of our age, every single one of us watched Mr. Rogers either every morning or every afternoon for a large portion of our lives. Yeah. Now, now I grew out of Mr. Rogers and went into the Fox, uh, you know, cartoons and all that kind of stuff. But some people might have kept watching Mr. Rogers longer. Some people are older than me and watched him before I was able to watch Mr. Rogers because he was on for a really long fucking time. Yes. Year. Yes, he was. A majority of us remember the neighborhood. 
Unbelievably so, yes. Yeah, I mean, when I've tried to sing it, sing it, this neighborhood. Doesn't sound right, does it? it doesn't. Now, again, they want to say you are misremembering things and you're being infected by other people. I am going to put this out there again. I did not know this until three nights ago. I, I was not, I, I don't feel like I've been infected by anything my entire life. If you said, sing the Mr. Rogers theme song, the would have been in it. Exactly. I agree. We're getting close to, to, to finding out why, you know, you and I have differing and similar instances. Next up. Hello, Clarice. I remember that as well. So apparently in the movie Silence of the Lambs, the, the the most known line from that movie is hello Clarice. Well, hello Clarice. Yes. yes. Apparently that line never happened. That's what I see. Now I, I, I this is something we can actually, you know, go back and watch. Um, I'm probably not going to just because I was ruined by NBC's Hannibal and I don't think I can watch. As much as I love Anthony Hopkins, I'm sorry, dude, but I wanna see all those movies remade with Mads Mickelson. Anyway, um, apparently the line that everybody quotes, other than, you know, uh, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chiante. I wonder if that's still in the movie. Holy right. shit. Check. Yeah, apparently he never yeah. said, hello, Clarice. The, the, the second biggest line from the movie was never said. Which is not the case. Well, you, well, you know, again, it's one of... It, how can so many of us remember something that didn't happen? There has to be another explanation. I'm starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I don't want right. to do that. You I need don't to take that head off, dude. I, I am my my mindset of always exploring things is uh, probably brings me close to to delving into that territory, and I always pull myself back because I don't want to be one of those people because they're fucking whack jobs. Right. But again, I. How is that line not in the movie? No, it, it is. I remember, I even remember friends quoting the movie, quoting that to me before I had seen the movie. Yeah, other people saying it. Yes. Exactly. So we're going to bring it down to the last example I have. And this might be the one that is most Shows polarizing. Shows our disparity. So is this the yeah. one? This is the one. Okay. How do you spell Flintstones? Hmm. And this one I don't know about. F-L-I-N-T-S-T-O-N-E-S. Okay. Now, I would agree with you on that. Okay. Now, this is something that's very interesting because there are some people on the internet that say it has been spelled without without the first T. Really? And I can see that. But, but, but yeah, because it still makes sense. Mm -hmm. Here's the, here's the problem because they say, well, Flint makes sense because they were, you know, prehistoric and Flint was a a rock they would have used. Yeah. What they're saying is that this actually changes sometimes from week to week. Really? Yes, because the, these people are taking notes and they're going and they're searching it. And like two weeks ago, it was spelled without the T. But, you know, as of three days ago, it was spelled with the T again. Now, now this is interesting because if you're going to say we're flipping back and forth between universes... If we're making this post, if I'm saying last week it was spelled with a T and this week it isn't, am I now posting in the same universe I was in or right. the other are one? You flipping yeah, yeah, it, it's really complicated. But there are people that, that are keeping track of this and they're saying that the spelling of Flintstones seems to fluctuate 
Sometimes it's months, but sometimes it's just a few weeks. That's crazy. But you know what it does? It kind of, because this is getting more complicated as the list goes on and as time goes on, it almost makes sense. That if there are multiple universes... And we keep phasing through. Yeah. And why would we phase... You know, people like to say, okay, there's an alternate universe where when you chose A, that diverged from our universe. What about if there's an alternate universe and when you chose A, you went into another universe where A was the answer? Right. Maybe the whole idea of multiple universes, we have it backwards. They're not... When we make different decisions... We change this universe. When we make a different decision, it it's shunts like, you to. It's like a choose go. your own adventure. Well, yeah. maybe not need to go. It could still be a bad decision, but it's like a choose your own adventure book. When you make that choice and it says go to page seventy six, that's what it's doing. New universe pushing you there. Interesting. Yeah. Now I can't say that I have any experience with the Flintstones things. I mean, I've watched a ton of Flintstones. Um, I don't recall their name ever being ever being different, but the idea that people are coming up with proof, visual proof in some cases. That you know of different spellings, it, it kind of make. It, it's one of those things. Like I, I wouldn't say that I can prove. I, I wouldn't say if I was going to give just the top five examples of a Mandela effect, I wouldn't throw that in there. If I wanted supporting evidence as to how this might be happening, that's where I would slot that. Yeah. Be, because it makes me wonder if if we're all constantly phasing and moving back and forth based on the decisions we make, or maybe it's not even the decisions we make. Maybe it's some other unknown factor. But I have to believe with every single entry before Flintstones, I don't trust the reality I'm in right now. I just trust the fact that my wife is awesome in every single one of them. See? There you go. And my dogs suck in every single one of them. (laughs) And my oldest daughter will do dumb things in every single one of them. True that. All right. So we are running out of time. So we have to press forward real quick. All right. <clears throat> comic recommendations. Me or you? I'll start. Okay. Um, in me bitching about New Warriors, I want everyone to go back and read the first issue of New Warriors, Volume 1, so they can see what I'm so hyped up about. This is what establishes who they are and what they are. I'm not going to go into much further than that. Because what if the TV show does that, too? Fuck, though. No. Because you know what? Squirrel Girl wasn't in the original. Maybe she's not going to be in the first six episodes of the she first season. She will. Stop it. But anyway. And next week, as I, as I said to you before, um, the, the thing that I want going forward is a prose novel. Because there's really nothing good for comics coming out. And this is Star Wars Thrawn. It's the new canon canon introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars. He's been showing up on Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. so we're going to get a little bit more of his story now. His official story, his new official, official story. As it stands right now, official. Yeah. So, that's what I've got for recommendations. All right, well, mine are, um, I'll be able to throw these out pretty quick. Uh, first of all, uh, for recent comics, and this is actually, I think, last week's comic, uh, but, you know, because of a recording schedule that happens sometimes. Yes. All New X-Men number 19. If you've been following All New X-Men, it's the story of the original X-Men pulled out of time and pulled forward uh, into the current Marvel Universe. And 
we always assumed that at the end of whatever story they were trying to tell, they had to put these guys back where they were so that the X-Men can happen, right? Right. Okay. No, you're wrong. Because Beast finally finds a way, using magic and science, by the way, to bring them back to that point, and Cyclops is all I want to, you know, I want to get back into this. And he's like, no, stop! And everyone's like tackling him. Like, no, run, d- don't do that. And then they see the old versions of themselves taking on something that happened after they were taken away. So they still exist in their original timeline. I now I don't know if they'll explore this. They they kind of glossed over it in the book, but maybe the idea that um, Secret Wars changed things permanently. So that there okay. was still a version of the original X-Men that continued on and became the X-Men. These current X-Men no longer have a time to go back to. They're kind of time lost. Yeah. They're stuck. Okay. And not time lost. Usually when you hear time lost, well, they're going to go on a great story to get back to their time. No, it's done. Right. It's just, it is what it is. The Scott Summers that became a little bit crazy was the guy that continued in that, you know, that that old history. The Scott Summers, the young Scott Summers that now exists in this timeline, who is so upset by what his future self became, is now a new man free to forge his own path. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny because I, I didn't think that that's how this... I I, I, always, I think I brought it up before. I, I was always curious as to how they would end what this. What the out was. Yeah. Yes. And the out is that there's not an out. And that's that's why we don't need Cyclops to be resurrected because we have Cyclops right now. And I'm guessing they're going to make this team into the heroes. They're going to avoid the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix saga and all that stuff. Although Jean's getting her own title. Yeah, but I, I'm fairly certain that they're, they're not going to rehash old history. They're going to Try reference to it that. and make us think that it could happen. But this is a chance to blaze new trails with those characters. I mean, seriously, if they take Jean and turn her into the Dark Phoenix again... I'm going to go bomb Marvel stu- or Marvel <laughs> g- Publishing House, whatever the fuck it is. Because why the fuck would you do that? Why no, rehash? I'm, yeah, I, I know I'm not actually going to do that, Marvel. I love you guys. But, I mean, seriously, I cannot understand why why you would... G- this could have been ridiculously convoluted. And it actually kind of is. Mm-hmm. But they had a big event last year that kind of gives you an explanation that you don't actually have to explain anymore. Right. History was rewritten. You don't have to explain why there's still X-Men there. Do something new with the characters. Yeah. That has to be the reason. If it's not, then I don't know why. My recommendation for next week is Deadpool versus Punisher number one. I saw this. Now, this is interesting because it it focuses on, on the idea that there is this guy called The Bank who has been in the Marvel Universe for 30 years or whatever. He's always been around, but no one's really knew, known his name. Basically, he was the guy that bankrolled all the bad guys. Okay. Everybody kept him secret because they had to, because you know that, that's what you do with somebody that finances all your shit after you keep failing over and over again. Punisher finally figures out that this guy exists and wants to take him out. Wade Wilson is friends with him, of course. Naturally, yeah. And that puts them on opposite sides of this story. Now, I don't think that this is going to be a story that actually changes anything or means anything. But the idea of a guy that they can't kill, being Deadpool, and a guy that they won't kill, Punisher, going head-to-head... Certainly interesting, especially since both of them in alternate universe stories have killed the entire Marvel universe. Right. 
So I, it, it looks to me like it's probably going to be fun and interesting, and I want to read it. I want nice. to read that. I definitely want to read that. I like it. And that's all I got, Paul. All but right. you know where we can find those titles if if anybody is interested? Can I take a guess? You can. Cloud City Comics and Toys in the Shopping Town Mall? You might be right. <laughs> All right. In the interest of time, because we have lives, um, I'm going to roll right into our WTF file. Okay. So this happened uh, just the other day. I, I get a, a message from a friend of mine at work, Erica, and she decided she wants to start parking where we do, behind the most. Said, could you take me down there and show me where it is? I said, sure. So we walked together. We met in the lobby of the building, walked down there, showed her to the lot. She signed up, and we're walking back. And we cross over in the middle of downtown, cross over, and there was a gentleman standing there. And uh, he's fidgeting. You can see him fidgeting. And as we get closer to him, he's, uh, he's watching us. And just fidgeting back and forth. So we cross the street. And this is a, just so you know, this is just a quick little story. Um, as he, uh, as he, he, we cross over, he leans in real close to Erica and says, I love you. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's how. We end the story, end this show. He just leans in, whispers in her ear, I love you, as we continue to keep walking. We get about five steps away, and Erica looks at me and says, Did he fucking really just say I love you? That's awful. What the fuck? And on that note... Fuck her! This has been a GeekPod Network production. Want to help the show? Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Need to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com. Or send us a tweet at geekpod, G33KPOD. Now the time has come for leaving fear, now we shall return. We were so glad we could make it, but so sad we got to run. Well, it might be a long time till we raise another glass. You can rest assured that next time we'll have ourselves a laugh. Yeah, we'll have ourselves a laugh.